You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey everyone, today what I want to do is I want to talk to you about the power of a testimony. You know, God calls us to experience Him, to know Him, and to be transformed by His love and to tell other people about it, to be witnesses of the gospel and of His goodness. And really, as we experience God, we share that with others. Uh, It's an important calling that we all have, and we see this as a scriptural calling that Jesus would call his disciples into, and even they would practice this as they preach the gospel and especially witness to the power of God. First uh, John chapter 1 verse 1 through 4 is what I want to look at today with you as far as uh, having a powerful testimony and just the importance of being a witness in the testimony of the Lord. Uh, The apostle John says this, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have now uh, seen with our own eyes, which have looked upon and have touched with our own hands uh, concerning the word of life, the life that was made manifest, and we have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ, and we are writing these things so that your or so that our joy may be complete. You know, John in this letter, the whole letter of First John, he's really testifying to a group of people, the church, uh, what it's like to experience God. Uh, Because he was transformed. He was changed by God. He was testifying of Jesus and giving a picture of the love of God. In verses 1 through 2, he's like, listen, from the beginning, we've heard it. We've seen it. We've touched. We've looked with our own eyes concerning the word of life. That's another way of saying concerning Jesus, who is life, that Jesus manifested uh, the God's love to us. And we've seen it. And we can proclaim it to you. And you can have eternal life. And he just goes on and on and on about this powerful witness and what God has done in his life. And you see, we have to understand that John was the apostle or disciple of Jesus. Uh, He didn't start that way. Um, He started actually as a fisherman. He was the son of Zebedee and a brother of James who had been called to Jesus in Matthew chapter four. Um, He walked though, and he talked and he learned from Jesus. And Jesus would actually call him friend, all of the disciples friends in John chapter 13. You see, John would see Jesus live a perfect life. Uh, He would see the, the healings, the miracles, the preaching of the kingdom of God. And John saw Jesus actually predict his own death, um, burial, and resurrection. That said, Jesus would die and rise again three days later. He would be sent by Jesus to tell others about this good news. He was handpicked by the Lord and experienced the Lord in these real ways. And so basically, John is saying in these first few verses, in many words, um, it's all real. The gospel of Jesus, this good news is real. The person of Jesus is real. Uh, the death, burial, resurrection, it's its all real. I want you guys to know I've experienced this. I've been changed. And this is powerful. Like a testimony, a witness, these things are powerful, guys. Uh, this is what God has called us to do. You know, I'm reminded, it's sort of silly, but it's so true. When I want to go on a, a date uh, with Laura, my wife, to a new place, um, man, I, what the first thing I do is I look at reviews. I, I look at Yelp 
or TripAdvisory and I read the reviews. Hey, is the, is the food good? What did other people experience? What do they like? Even I know this because people check out the reviews of our church and they listen to messages. And by the time they come, they're like, yes, I already know you. Like people do this. They want to experience, hey, is this thing real? Is it good? I oftentimes, my wife and I not only love to eat, but we love to travel. And so I'll, I'll find myself being lost in video vlogs uh, on YouTube of researching new places to go, where to go, what to experience, what it's like, what am I doing? I'm relying on a testimony or a witness, someone else's experience to find out. And this is why the resurrection is so amazing to the gospel and our faith, because there are many people that have experienced Jesus and been transformed and changed and even firsthand accounts. When Jesus died, he rose again. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 5 through 6, it said that Jesus appeared first, he appeared to Cephas, but then he also appeared to the 12. He appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, the text says, but yet they fell asleep. They died. They, they weren't around, but John was still around. See, when 1 John was actually written many years later after Jesus ascended to the Father, it was around, scholars say, 90 AD. And so John now wasn't a young man. He wasn't a disciple. He was apostle, and he was sort of an older, elder brother in the faith. He was the father of faith, in fact. And so he was one of the disciples now that was still alive. He was still alive. Uh, this is significant and this is important because history tells us that the apostles were all witnesses, but John was one of the few people that didn't have a horrible death. At the time that he was writing, he was probably one of the last disciples to live. And you see, this witness, this power, this experience was so real, most of the disciples died for their faith. Historians tell us, just a recap of the disciples and their faith and how they passed and how they suffered. James, the son of Zebedee, John's brother, uh, well, he was executed by Herod at around 44 AD, Acts 12.2 tells us. Uh, the rest of the accounts of the disciples or the apostles, um, historians tell us, scholars tell us accounts. Like Peter, it was sort of known or uh, told that he was crucified, but he wanted to be crucified upside down at his request because he didn't feel worthy to die in the same manner as the Lord. Um, Andrew, he preached, we'd go to Asia Minor, sort of modern day Turkey and Greece, where it was said that he was also crucified. Thomas, well, he was probably most active in the area of East Syria, and tradition has him preaching as far as east of India. Uh, he died when he was pierced through spears of soldiers. Philip, he was believed to go to North Africa and then Asia Minor, where he actually converted the wife of a Roman leader that was high in the day, and in retaliation, that leader had Philip arrested and cruelly uh, put him to death. Matthew ministered in Persia and Ethiopia, and it was said that he was actually stabbed to death. Bartholomew, well, it was a, he was a widespread missionary, and he traveled a lot and met his death as a martyr for the gospel as well. James ministered in Syria, and the Jewish uh, historian Josephus actually reported that he was stoned and then clubbed to death. The story goes for Simon the Zealot that he was actually ministering in Persia and was killed after refusing to sacrifice to the sun god. Matthias was the apostle chosen to replace Judas and tradition sends him to Syria with Andrew and um, man, both burned to death. Now, why do I say that? I don't want to be morbid and, and terrible about all these people dying, but 
That's how powerful a witness is. That's how strong their faith was that these things were real. And John at this time, when he's writing first John, he was one of the few left and he wanted to make sure that we knew guys, it's real. He was passing his faith on to the next generation. He was testifying in the goodness of God. And we should be doing the same thing, passing on our faith to the next generation. Wait, I trusted God in this situation. He's been faithful. He's been good. John is telling other believers that Jesus now is the King. He's Savior. He's Lord. And this is a powerful witness. When you testify of what God has done, he is a powerful witness. He uses you as a powerful witness to direct others to follow him. And John, he would say, listen, it's not just a whole bunch of facts. Jesus is real and he touched my life. John would also call himself many times the beloved. John the beloved by God. He would give this name to himself, uh, this nickname, the disciple whom Jesus loved in John chapter 13. Because John was testifying of the truth, not only of Jesus and the life of Jesus, but the grace of Jesus, that he was full of truth and grace. He came and that's true, but he also loved. John will write in John 13, Jesus, he would say that no greater love is this than one laid down his life. And he experienced this love as Jesus was washing his feet. John 15, three says greater love that is knowing this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. And John had experienced Jesus as a friend. He was transformed by God. He was loved by God for the love of Christ controls us. Paul would say. You see, when you experience who God is and the love of God, you want other people to know about it. And so in verse three and four of this text, he says, so which we have seen and we have heard, we now proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed our fellowship is with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. John was a witness and he was a messenger to proclaim this good news. And what a, what a beautiful thing for our faith that we can witness and experience God and his love and his truth. And then we're told to send that out and be a messenger of this God that is real, that is true. John wanted others to know Jesus and experience his transforming life in him. And so, you know what he did? He preached this good news to them. He wrote the gospel or the, the, not only the gospel, but also the letters first, second, and third John. He didn't keep this news to himself. And I think this is important for us today that we need to understand when we experience God and the love of God, other people need to hear it. And God wants us to preach the good news to other people. Romans chapter 10, verse 14 through 15 says, how then will they call upon him and whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sin? As is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Let me remind you today, your testimony is powerful and you've been sent by God to share what he's done in your heart and the revelation, the truth you've received, and the the life and love that you've experienced in Jesus. God wants us all to be messengers, to be sent into this world, to tell other people. And so John, he's doing that. And it's a powerful testimony. And he says, there's, it's the reason why he's doing it is for a purpose. And in verse three, he says, so that we may have fellowship. In verse four, he says, so that our joy may be complete. In chapter two, verse one, he says, so that you may not sin. In chapter 2, verse 20, he says, so that you may overcome evil. And in chapter 5, verse 13, he says, so that you may know that you have eternal life. The message of Jesus is a good one. Remember, you have a testimony. Your life, your faith 
matters not only to yourself, but God wants you to use that to share it with other people because testimonies are powerful. And that's what the Apostle John is writing in this text and saying and teaching us. It's powerful. So guys, continue to seek and abide in Christ. And as you do so, and he changes and transforms your heart, testify of his goodness to others and know that he wants to use you. God bless you guys. And we'll see you in the next video.